They were on the BBC News recently, for goodness sake. For no reason other than the excellent reason that they're still going. It's been 50 years. And they're still producing great music. I've come to them late and um, I've liked them through all the different kinds of periods. This is Sparks, of course. Still going and still going strong and still and selling out concerts, which is one of the reasons why the BBC got in, interested in the story, I suppose. You know, there's the um, there's the Sparks Brothers movie. They showed a bit of that. How did you two meet? We're brothers. <laughs> Great. So, um, yeah, they have been, throughout their career, confounding expectation. From the early glam days, some rock days, some into electro and more easy, not easy listening, but poppier feel. Where, and a long period where people said, not interested in that. And they carried on doing work, you know, to the Maroda, um, more electro days and... And then on to more florid recent um, recent offerings. What the hell is it this time? For instance, I probably pitched that wrongly, but there you go. I saw them with my lovely wife a while ago at, um, at the Ritz in Manchester. Was it the Ritz? I want to say it was. And they were just... Was it the Apollo? That was the Ritz, I think. They were extraordinary. Just great. And... Um, you know, the, the thing is that Russ Mayall has always had the kind of doyen looks and a great voice, which he's still got. Great falsetto, still got it. And Ron, um, just great musicianship, which is forgotten because of the toothbrush moustache. Some would call it the Hitler moustache, of course, but the toothbrush moustache. And now the Ronald Coleman that he sports. And now, you know, and the deadpan look, of course. Now, of course, he breaks into a great... Dance and the two of them are wonderful to listen to and wonderful to spend time with on camera and it's just lovely. They are two lovely, lovely people, it seems to me. Really laid back, know what their life is, and have that sort of feeling of of legacy now. They've got it both ways because they have that sort of feeling of, well, you've produced a great body of work, thank you so much, but we're producing we're continuing to produce great work. And here's an example of that, he said, finally getting to the point of this podcast, which would be their new album. The extraordinarily titled The Girl Is Crying In Her Latte. Not into her latte, in her latte. Sounds like she's actually in the cup with the latte and she's shedding tears. Well, the thing about this album is that you have always got a sense of musical theatre, certainly with the uh, vocal melodies. You've also got a, a always got a feel of kind of Weimar cabaret about this, in a sort of um, a kind of attacking way, but with a knowing wink. However, the previous years of our albums, recent years of albums, have been the albums of recent years, should I say? That's right. Have been more florid and so consequently more rounded in a way and warmer. This isn't like that at all. It's really sharp and unsettling. And Sparks can do that with impunity because they know what they're doing and still produce something fantastic, which this is. Title track, bleeps, vocals become a mantra. The Sparks like doing that just to kind of sucker you in, not sucker you in, suck you in, I suppose, 
There's no suckering here, you know what you're getting, and it's always high-quality stuff, in my view. But the spiky synths and strings are something else. And you've got a spiky groove to Veronica Lake, the next track. Veronica Lake, yes. Bubbly, the the synths behind that vocal. If that vocal fits into the bubbles, it's half-rapping. It's a pushy and electronic, and it does have sharp edges. But nothing is as good as they say it is. I love those titles. Lovely glam guitars. There's a wryness to this. Lovely glam guitars. Sing-song feel in the vocals. That's something else they really do as well. They really do well. And that We Go Dancing is so unsettling. Later on in the, in the track, the, the horns will they'll blossom a bit, but still with sharpness. They're still stabbing around. There's a kind of um, fast, sharp, Weimar cabaret, musical theatre feel. Some... The piano is warm, but the strings are sawing at us behind it and just picking at the scab. You know, Take Me For A Ride grows. It's got worrying, kind of buzzing strings and sort of rough scraping in the background as the strings rise and the mantra of, let's go, Laura, (laughs) is given to us. Beautiful. Lovely. You can also have synths that parp here, but not, not in the sort of... This is an 80s pop way, which is so popular these days. A love story has a sort of almost car horn honking feel to it. It still contains that sharpness. And Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa's packing, leaving, sorry, Mona Lisa packing, leaving late tonight is almost industrial metal when it starts. Now it becomes more sort of heraldic horns and which lifters and still trouble us a bit and it's got that musical theatre vocal a sing-song feel to it but they confound so often gee that was fun ends the album with a piano and a vocal and you couldn't think of a better way to end it they are constantly surprising us they are constantly jabbing at our expectations they are constantly saying we can do more than this and I believe they can where they go next is up to them but you know They've been to so many places. They're continuing to push that. There's no band like them at the moment. There are lots of bands that want to be, but they certainly can't. And if you're crying in your latte when you're hearing this, then I think you've misunderstood what Sparks are all about. Ta-ta.